All right, hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Power Sports Memorabilia Show. I am your host, Matt Powers. Thank you again for joining me. Please visit the website, powersportsmemorabilia.com. Also, give me a follow over there on Instagram, at Powers Autographs. That's where we have all the fun. It's over there on Instagram. It's just the easiest platform to use of all these social media channels. Uh, we got an interesting topic today here. We're back here again in the $10 million studio. Uh, I don't... I don't have any inventory anymore. Everybody keeps buying it, so I had to uh, take a customer's shoe and put it in here for uh, the little background here. So that's what you see there. I don't have anything, so uh, I guess it's a good problem to have. But uh, thank you guys, everybody who has been uh, doing business with me in the past uh, past decade or so. Oh, tough topic today. Um, we're gonna be talking about why tickets and you know rookie cards for some signings aren't being signed anymore. We're going to talk about why that's happening and then get my thoughts on what the future of that is going to be. Is this something that is going to be permanent, you know, potentially? So we'll get into that here in just a little bit. Uh, I've talked about this a little bit on Instagram. You can go back and see uh, some of the posts there. I thought it would be good to do a little video on this, kind of wrap it all together. And um, Patrick Ryan just did a uh, IG Live uh, last week on it. And uh, I'm going to kind of tie his thoughts into this as well. So if you're not following him over there on Instagram at DP Ryan Collection, make sure you do that. He's always got some interesting thoughts. He's in the ticket business. So um, definitely had some really great uh, thoughts on that IG Live. I really enjoyed it. Okay, so what's happening here? All right, so tickets for some athletes and rookie cards for some athletes also are not being allowed to be sent into autograph signings to be signed anymore, okay? So the recent Peyton Manning signing coming up here with Fanatics, they are not allowing any tickets to be signed. However, you can still send in uh, cards. So there is uh, some sort of a little bit of bonus there. Can't get any inscriptions on cards though, okay? So these are kind of the new rules. Uh, Pete Rose just did a signing, uh, no rookie cards with him, and then no tickets also. That was a new one. And Mike Tyson hasn't been signing rookie cards for a while. This and this one was no tickets, also. So you're gonna start seeing a lot of this coming down here. It just seems like, like all these autograph signings have more rules than your parents gave you as a kid. I mean, it is just so complicated. It's complicated on my end too. When I have 25 or 30 different autograph signings going on, and everybody's got different rules and fanatics, he can't sign Panini cards. He can't do this. So it's all over the place. Okay. So that's what's going on is you're just seeing a lot of restrictions on uh, items being signed at signings, all right? Now, why is this happening? Some of you might be kind of confused. Well, why are they you know, not allowing certain items to be signed? I mean, don't they want the money? You know, Well, yes, they do want the money. They just don't want the money from you, <laughs> okay? And let me explain here in just a second, all right? Uh, a lot of people that send stuff into signings are just genuine collectors. They don't sell anything. Um, but I think a good majority of people that are collecting are also selling. And the reason why they're doing that is they want to kind of uh, prop up their collection over here. If they can take an item they get from a signing and sell it and make some money and get another one signed, they're basically getting that item for free. Okay. And of course, they obviously want to make money. There's a lot of money to be made in selling tickets, cars, memorabilia in general. If you put yourselves in the shoes of a company such as Fanatics, for example, and they represent, you know, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and all those kind of guys, you know, a lot of big name guys, Joe Burrow. 
And if they are, let's, let's say they're selling you a Joe Burrow autograph or Peyton Manning autograph, let's just say for $300. And they're allowing you to send in that Peyton Manning ticket to get signed. And let's say it's a debut ticket or a Super Bowl ticket. And then you go and sell that ticket for $1,000, right? So you paid, let's say, $300 for the autograph. And now you're selling that Peyton Manning ticket for $1,000. Okay, that's $700 that Fanatics thinks that they're leaving on the table for them. Because Fanatics, I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, but they have a lot of reach, okay? They're marketing, they run the NFL website, NBA website, MLB website, NHL website, and like 300 Division I programs websites, okay? So they have a lot of reach. And so if you look at it this way, your profit for selling that item is really kind of their opportunity, okay? That's kind of a popular saying that you've heard in the last couple weeks. And it's true. So... Companies such as Fanatics with guys such as Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, names we're all familiar with, these guys don't sign for a couple hundred dollars. Okay, They don't sign for tens of thousands of dollars. You know, These guys sign for millions of dollars. And if you put yourself in Fanatics' shoes, hey, listen, we're forking over upfront costs to all these athletes. We're getting them to, to agree to do signing. So... Yeah, yes, we can have items to sell on our website, but also so collectors can add stuff in to their collection or people can send in stuff for signings and get stuff for their collection. So it is a, a nice service that they do offer. However, they do have a ton of costs that they got to cover here. You know, they've got overhead costs, especially for a company such as Fanatics. Okay, you've got uh, upfront costs that they've got to pay the athlete. Okay, and if that particular athlete has something that is unique about them, that they can corner the market on, say, for example, tickets or rookie cards or a particular moment. Uh, you know, it makes sense from their end, from a business perspective, to want to corner that market so they can have the exclusive on selling that item so they can recoup their costs for paying this athlete as quick as possible. Take like Moises Alou, for example. Okay, this is a, a much lower scale than Peyton or Tom Brady. But Moises Alou is pretty much known for what? For one thing, right? The, the Bartman play when he was with the Chicago Cubs. Now, let's say I had an exclusive with Moises Alou. And I said, listen, you can't send in the Bartman photo to be signed. You've got to get it only from me. All right? That would make sense from a business perspective because that's what he's known for. That's what people are going to want. I want to be able to have the highest profit margins on that particular item because... Uh, I'm the one that's actually taking all the risk here. I'm the one that's got to go out and fork out all this money from Moises Alou. I've got to buy product. I've got to market it. All that kind of stuff. So as a collector, you, you really don't care about that stuff. You're like, well, whatever. You know, they're just being greedy. And I don't think they're being greedy. To, uh, to a certain extent, they just want to maximize the ROI on their investment. And, and I really can't blame them because if you look at a lot of investments that these companies put you know, put into take, for example, guys like Jason Dominguez, guys that haven't really panned out just yet. Now, granted, he's not in the big leagues yet, but there are a lot of guys that they have put money into that got traded and they lost money in that deal or just never panned out to anything. So there are some, some losses that have to be kind of recouped with your big winners, your Joe Burrows, your Peyton Mannings and your Tom Brady. So that's why you're seeing that. And, and I get from the collector side that you're thinking, oh, they're just they're just greedy. They just want to box out us and blah, blah, blah. And I, I don't think that's the case. I think it's more of a business decision on why they do that. The last thing that a, a business wants to do is upset collectors 
and make it seem like they're not trying to help you and benefit you. And I don't think that's the case in this particular situation. So what's next for this here? You know, are they going to allow tickets to come in? Are, are rookie cards really going to kind of be banned, I guess? Banned is kind of a strong word. Are they going to be kind of left out of a lot of these signings? And we've, and we've already seen this kind of with cards not being signed with some other signings. But this is a, take advantage while you can. This is kind of the message I want to get across to you guys. And I've talked about this on, on Instagram for uh, a couple of different times. But if your favorite athlete is signing a particular item right now and you've been thinking about getting it signed, take advantage while you can. These guys aren't going to be signing some of these items forever. You know, Peyton Manning's got a signing coming up right now with, with Fanatics. He's signing cards. I have pretty cheap pricing too, I think. It's a couple hundred bucks to get uh, Peyton to sign your card there. What is that? Three fifty or so, somewhere around there. Not bad. I mean, it's not a bad price. Three fifty, four hundred bucks. So, I mean, again, you can't, can't get inscriptions on it. But again, if your athlete is signing stuff, get it while you can, because I, I could totally see fanatics saying, "Listen, no cards. We took thousand cards and we got fifteen hundred items signed last time. Everything was cards. We want a corner of the market on the cards. I get that. So take advantage while you can. So, is this going to be? permanent like are they are these guys never going to sign tickets again i hate to use the word never because listen i'm wrong all the time people in the industry are wrong all the time so i i would never say uh never i guess or i just i just did but i i think this is kind of like i guess the administration would say right now about inflation this is transitory you know i i don't think this is going to be permanent I, I i think and the reason why i think that is and the collection collectible industries, uh, people kind of move around from certain things. Okay, you know, cards are big one day, then tickets are big the next, then Funkos are big the next, then game use stuff is big. And we might see a peak already at tickets, or we might see a peak already on cards, for example. And I don't think a lot of these companies are going to have um, you know the ability to sell a lot of this stuff as quickly as they might think so. So if they got a bunch of inventory on cards, a bunch of inventory on tickets that maybe aren't selling as quick as they as they um, should be, well, listen, they'd rather get the money up front than buy it and sit on it forever and not have items sell. So I, I don't think that these uh, items are going to be banned forever. I think it's a little transitory right now, and I think it will be opened up at some point. probably in a different category. So just like we see with game-used items, I think you're going to see a different pricing structure when it comes to tickets and cards. And, and I'd be okay with that. I would. I think that's fine. You know, I think as long as, as collectors are given the option to send in, they may not agree with the pricing, but as long as they are given the opportunity, I, I'm okay with that. Let's take Peyton Manning. I'm talking about him a lot today. Let's say, for example, he's $350, 400 for a card, but let's say he's 800 bucks for a ticket. You know, big jump in pricing there, but at least you've had the opportunity to send something in, get it signed for your collection, or if you think you could sell it down the road, at least you're given that opportunity. Again, the ticket market is, is relatively new in the industry. It's not as big as, say, the card market is, or maybe even the game-used market. So it may peak, it may have room to grow. Uh, it's just kind of hard to tell. So you're going to be able to see in the next kind of, I'd say year to two years with these new rules in place, Fanatics is going to be able to see, hey, how well is this stuff selling? 
Is it a good business decision to not allow people to send stuff in? And, you know, they're going to go where the money is, right? So if they can make more money holding that stuff and, you know, taking it a year to 18 months to sell or getting the money up front from a signing, they're going to make the decision that's best for them. Again, they're way smarter than me, way smarter than you. They, they know what they're doing. I think they're worth $18 billion now or something like that. So they obviously are making mostly good decisions about their business. But I do see them bringing it back at some point. Now, Tom Brady, that's a whole nother animal, a whole nother beast. I don't see them bringing back tickets or cards for him. I really don't because Tom Brady just sells. Everybody wants Tom Brady. There's like minimal risk with him. So I just don't see them allowing stuff for that. Now, Peyton Manning, again, Hall of Famer quarterback, uh, two-time Super Bowl uh, champion, not as popular as Tom Brady. So they might bring it back for, for guys like him. And I really hope for you guys too. I really, I hope for me too. It's, it's great for me, great for my business. But it's really cool to allow collectors to send in their stuff, get the exact item that they want, get it signed the way they want, and just be able to have them you know message me back. I get so many messages like this where they say, hey, I sent in this. Oh, it looks perfect. It's just the way I liked it. Like That's what I really enjoy about that when people send in kind of rare items like the tickets and the cards and all that kind of stuff. And don't get me wrong, the jerseys are fun and all that kind of stuff. But to help a collector get that one rare item signed and and have it turn out the way they want is is really kind of the you know, pinnacle of what we do here and all that kind of fun stuff. So anyway, I hope this brings a little bit of clarity to the uh, to this new kind of rules out there. Again, don't get upset about it. It's I don't think it's going to last forever. And if it does, hey, so what? We'll adjust. We'll do something different. We'll start collecting something else. Um, but I think it's going to be transitory. And uh, hopefully hopefully, I'm right about that, unlike the other people that were wrong about that. So, uh, But anyway, hope you guys like this sort of video. Again, feel free to like, share, and subscribe. Definitely always appreciate it. And don't forget to visit the website, powersportsandrevability.com. And also give me a follow over there on Instagram, at Powers Autographs. And I will see you on the next episode.